Hello and welcome to Druids of Azeroth. I am Vatron and I'm joined by Liddell. Hello Liddell, how are you? I'm doing good Vatron, how are you doing buddy? Doing alright, thank you for uh, hopping on today and working on this little uh, episode. We haven't had an episode for a few weeks now and um, there's been a lot of news that's uh, came out since the last few episodes about Dragonflight in Season 4. Yeah, there's been quite a bit, right? I mean, uh, you know, we've got all the uh, all the inside around the pre-order stuff. We got uh, uh, Alpha's uh, kind of in flight, and all kinds of stuff coming out of there. So, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. So, um, June twenty first, it was announced that the uh, Dragonflight pre-orders went up, and people could uh, go and buy their pre-order for Dragonflight and there's three different versions of the pre-order. There's the base edition, epic edition, and heroic edition. Of course, I just set them out of order, so it's base, heroic, and epic. Um, each come with uh, various different mounts, pets, and transmog items. So, we won't necessarily go into each of those, but... Uh, that actually took everybody by surprise when the pre-order came out, and there was a lot of information about, okay, um, when's the alpha going to start? So, um, and and they during the pre-orders, they said uh, in a blue post that they were going to have Dragonflight out before December thirty-first, which again everybody was like, uh, how is that going to happen? We have we haven't seen any alpha. There's no beta, like there's no information being coming forth. Everything is encrypted, so there's no data mining happening. But uh, yeah, they Blizzard announced that uh, Dragonflight should be released before uh, or on December 31st. So, uh, Liddell, what did, what did you when you heard that news about December 31st? What was your first reaction? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, well, I guess there's part of me that was a little bit excited at the idea that it could happen this year, right? I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. And then, and then of course, your brain immediately jumps to the idea of, well, wait a minute, there's, what, five, six months, and then, uh, wait, there's season four, and we're not two seasons four yet. I know they said short season, uh, and then, of course, like you said, it's like, well, no alpha, and it's like, yeah, the math doesn't, <laughs> it's a little sketchy, right? Uh, yeah. Very, very atypical from what we've been used to with a with a WoW. I mean, we came off of Shadowlands, right? That was like an uh, pretty much a one year ordeal, um, right. where we were kind of. I think a lot of people thought that was going to maybe land, uh, you know, maybe that September time frame. Of course, we know COVID put that some of that back and everything, so it's understandable why. But um, it, it certainly tempered <laughs> my expectations a bit, and I was very shocked. I would say, how about yourself? Yeah, I was too. Uh, yeah, I I can't. I was actually pretty shocked that they actually um, released the pre-orders without having any inclination of alpha or anything. Just it was like out of the blue. Like one day, somebody noticed on their launcher that they can update, and then they put out a, a blue post uh, about it all, and that kind of shocked the the Warcraft community. Um, fast forward now, though. You know, July 14th, they started a closed beta. Um, 
So they they are working on. Uh, I'm sorry, closed alpha, and they are they are working on releasing alpha in multiple stages. But um, you know, it was it's kind of like they they are slowly releasing information about Dragonflight to keep people's attention on the up and coming ex new expansion, um, which. You know, I I was wasn't really sure if they would have Dragonflight even ready by December thirty first, especially since we weren't really hearing anything about alpha testing or anything like that. Like there was no, there wasn't even a whole lot of information about like alpha testing for close, uh, you know, employees and and family like they usually do. There was like no information about alpha at all. So. There was a secret encrypted build that was released internally, but there was no information posted about it. So there's still a, a lot of speculation out there in the in the community until July 14th when they actually released a closed alpha. And there's a lot of uh, content creators who got into alpha, and there's a lot of content right now circulating the uh, Warcraft universe with the alpha information, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I've I heard uh, over the last couple of weeks some information about how Blizzard actually has been working on Dragonflight since uh, before the release of Shadowlands, and that was uh, surprising to hear that they've been working on this for so long. Um, and they actually might be coming out earlier than the uh, December thirty first. Obviously, December thirty first is a weird day to release the game on. So, you know, none of us really think that, you know, it would be that date. There is some speculation on, you know, what to... what Tuesday, December, that they would release it on, but uh, there, is a, there is a chance that the way things are going and moving, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they released Shadow, uh, Dragonflight uh, in November, the end of November, kind of like they did with Shadowlands. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think your timing is, is there's see a lot there, right? Because I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what is it historically? Is it like a three or four week gap they normally put in there when they release before they open the first raid tier? Yeah, um, there's at least well, there's the there's also a um, a pre patch, right? So yep. you and I talked about season four and how season four is going to start on august 2nd and there's a, a basically a rotation of affixes um and we looked at october 18 for that kind of affix to be kind of done with this rotation so we could go into like pre-patch events like october 25th and that gives us a month in pre-patch like Sometimes it normally is. Uh, so that puts us in mid-November for Dragonflight. Yeah, I mean, the timing, you know, when you think about, you know, just folks, you know, a lot of a lot of folks have the, the kind of holidays off there. You know, it's a, it's a good time. It's cold outside. It's a it's just one of the best times for gaming in general. <laughs> and, it really uh, is, yeah. So, yeah, I, I could see it being really, really good. You know, you get, you get a little bit ahead of Thanksgiving because, you know, Nobody wants to have them release this thing and them have instability stuff. I mean, you know, you want those those folks to have you know be able 
to have their time off either their families and stuff and you know so you want to have a stable environment I know so I'd certainly have rather them you know if they didn't feel like they could get it a couple weeks ahead to get that opportunity then you know maybe try to get it that week after or something but um, it does seem like it's it's realistic I just uh, yeah like with the alpha being so quick and you know I don't know but it's exciting to think about yeah it really is a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, the day the Alpha came out, we have a Wowhead um, bot with the news and updates, and it was going off constantly that first day of Alpha. And it continues to go off at least three or four times a day with with updates. So the people at Wowhead are really getting in there, really getting those uh, information out to everybody. So we thank you, Wowhead, for that. Most definitely. <laughs> Okay, so season four, still part of Shadowlands. Uh, season four is going to be coming out August 2nd. And Liddell, do you want to kick off on uh, the raid stuff? Yeah, sure. We can talk about that a little bit. So, you know, what we, what we know right now is that they're going to be doing the raids on a rotation. So we're going to end up starting off on August 2nd. We're going to get uh, the Fated. They're calling them Fated Raids. So for that week... Uh, Castle Nath will be marked as Faded, and then the following week we'll get SOD, and then the week after that we'll get Sepulcher, and then it will continue to rotate. Um, now, when we're thinking about that that time frame you had mentioned, right? So we were trying to look my, my original, and I guess I assumed a little bit whenever they came out and said, "Hey, there's going to be four A fixes," that you know, kind of like what we're used to in Mythic Plus, they would probably be a, a rotation to you know. That, that's what kind of just made sense from the past. So I was kind of thinking, okay, three raids, four affixes, 12 weeks. We'll get through all of it. Um, what I kind of have failed to find is, is the confirmation that that they're going to rotate the affixes statically. I've, I've actually found a couple of sources that claim that it was going to be randomized. So um, that's a little bit to be seen. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we'll have some more data on that at some point and maybe we can get something a little more solid. But um there's, uh, uh, you know, maybe the rotation would make it somehow, I don't know, the, the planning of it and might put too much stress on folks to try to hit a particular like, oh, this A-fix is going to line up with SOD. It's going to make it the best. We've got to be there that week or something. Maybe that's, maybe that's something they're trying to avoid. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, and this is supposed to be a very short season. We don't really know what that means or what that looks like. Most seasons have been right around like minimum of six six months, but uh, you know if we're looking at possibly like a four month season, if not less. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of like um, the hard part is we really don't know how the affixes are gonna rotate. They just there's a couple different um, things about that, like you said that are not really confirmed about the rotation for the affix. So it looks like they have a, a set in stone rotation starting with the Fated Castle Nathria, Fated Sanctum, and Fated Sepulcher. But we don't know what the affixes are going to be, the raid affixes. And do you know if there's going to be some sort of way we can check that um, affix for the week for the raid? Or is that something we'll just have to figure out as we step in? 
I didn't see anything uh, yet. Uh, I, they probably have some screenshots out there, but I didn't get to dig quite that deep into it um, to see what the, I mean, the, the, these tooltips and whatnot they reference. So I'm assuming those tooltips are, are going to show up, um, you know, maybe something similar to what we get with Mythic Plus today, but um, you know, with it being a little different, um, you know, not, not positive what we'll see there. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, uh, so a lot of a lot of good stuffs coming in season four. Besides, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the faded raids. I'm looking forward to going back to Castle Nathria. I have a lot of good memories in Castle Nathria, and I, I I just over generally just enjoy Castle Nathria. And um, Sanctum of Domination was fun too. So I look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be really cool getting back into some of these raids. I mean, I didn't get to do Nath. Um, and I wasn't raiding back in uh, in patch 9, 9.0. So that, to me, is going to be fresh content. So I'm, I'm really excited about that opportunity. Um, I liked SOD a ton. Uh, it's kind of the welcome back to raiding raid for me. So, you know, and then uh, yeah, Sepulchre has been a little bit of a... It being so recent, um, you know, of course, we're a little less excited about that, I guess. But... Um, uh, none of them, I guess, are fundamentally like bad raids. And I think what's super exciting about this is they had, you know, all these raids have had their tuning and whatnot and the, the you know, the nerfs that were necessary to kind of create what they were looking for. So if they're bringing hopefully some of that balance and in, you know, what they did from mechanics that they altered and things like that, if that stuff's getting released fresh and then alongside this, this affix stuff that kind of, you know, gives you a, another angle, right, to to hit that content. Uh, so you're kind of getting the opportunity to see, you know, what would it be like to go into maybe a, a well-tuned experience um, out of the gate? You know, what would that look like um, for, you know, just kind of that average raider that, you know, of course we've seen the mechanics and stuff, so it'll never be quite the same um, as it might be for somebody. Like, for, I got to say that, for me going to Castle Nath, it's going to be kind of like that, right? Hopefully sure. it's a pretty tuned thing. Of course, I think the affixes are, they're definitely going to mix it up um, a good bit just from reading through. Uh, and I think we're going to dive into this maybe in a, in a future episode to really try to unpack these. Uh, but what I'm seeing being a common theme amongst the affixes is it seems that there's a kind of a, a you're looking for this, this positive negative side, right? So if you do the mechanic, you're getting, you're getting benefit. And if you don't do the mechanic, you're getting some degree of punishment. Um, so you're certainly encouraged to do the mechanic, uh, but depending on how that's going to play out, how that's going to scale, uh, you know, you might see that the, the way the affix plays is going to move where heroes timed in the, yeah. in the encounter. I think, I think those kind of nuances give it an opportunity to freshen up the, uh, the experience. Um, I agree. Yeah. The kiss curse stuff is kind of fun to always experiment and play around with for sure. Um, all right. Season four. Also, they announced that there'll be uncapped valor. So all those folks who want to ground out valor the first couple weeks, uh, it's uncapped. So go wild. Get as much valor as you want. I like this. Uh, I'm somebody who I'm okay with going and doing uh, mythic plus twos to get valor uh, and, and kind of blow things up pretty pretty quick and easy and steamrolled through some mythic pluses uh low keys to get these valor so 
Um, I'll probably be one of those folks that kind of bid maxes my Valor the first couple weeks uh, if I can. I know the first week I should be able to. Second week is going to be a little difficult because I'll be moving, um, which kind of throws a little bit of a wrench in season four for me. But um, yeah, Uncapped Valor, that is a really good thing. And I really hope they carry on with that moving forward into Dragonflight as well. The dungeons. Um, Liddell, did you have something about uh, the Uncapped Valor? Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, I think what's going to be really neat there is, you know, what we're used to experiencing, I think, when we get this new content is, you know, you and I, we, we would go run a whole bunch of dungeons, you know, you know, some twos perhaps, but we would have run a whole lot of eights and tens and pushing people's keys up from scratch and all this sort of stuff. And historically, because of the caps being in place right away, right, all those extra runs we're doing for gear don't really get to compound the valor. And so, you know, when we're out, you know, trying to get those those A tanking trinkets, and those A healing trinkets and the, all that different stuff that we end up doing, just having that valor all coming in all right at the front, um, I think it's going to create a really uh, kind of a positive thing there, right? It's going to be a lot of positive energy around just knocking out a lot of content with people. I could see, like even with our, our own guild, right? There's going to be a lot of energy around people just wanting to get in any dungeon any any time you know to help anybody you know because you just want to go 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 get that yep. valor um or get that you know get that item you need to upgrade um you know to get that upgradable version that sort of thing so um and it incentivizes now, people to run mythic pluses instead of well i got my my two vault slots good, so i'm done and besides you know it's valor's cap so why why am i going to go baller running my character i'm gonna go hop on an alt and go run another one no now they don't have that people can play the same character help other people uh work towards their season four ksm and it's you know it's and it's worth their time they're getting something back out of it exactly exactly and having that having that front loaded on the season and then especially i know you're about to go into the dungeon pool a little bit right some of these dungeons some folks are going to have experience with some of them I mean, from Mythic Plus perspective, we know some of them will have never been there, right? Um, but, uh, like, yep. it's the Warlords ones. Um, but the ones that had been there, like, I did Megagon, because I played in 8.3, uh, didn't really do, ever do Karazhan. So, you know, the opportunity to run those low keys, learning the dungeons, I mean, it's just, it's so much positive energy around all of that, because it's like, yeah, let's go not, you got a Karazhan key? I haven't been in Upper Karazhan. I don't care what level key is, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, I and I really like this dungeon pool, so let's go into let's dive into that. So, um, the dungeon pool is as such: there's uh, Taz of Esh, the broken into two different wings. You got Streets of Wonder and Soleil's Gambit. So there's the two Shadowlands dungeons that are going to be in season four, and then you have Operation Mechagon, and then you have that broken into two different sections. You have the Junkyard and the Workshop. Uh, I've done a little bit of both of those back in Battle for Azeroth. However, I didn't run it um, to get to the point where I'm more proficient at the bosses as like I am Streets and Gambit. So I look forward to uh, getting to learn those more. Return to Karazhan. Um, that split into the original uh, upper and lower sections. And of course, that came in Legion. Uh, Grimrail Depot is a Warlord's one that's on the roster, and Iron Docks. Um, 
I have a lot of experience running the Warlords uh, dungeons. However, I think it's going to be a little different when you add in the Mythic Pluses and the Affixes. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, nothing's going to be feel great like uh, like Sanguine and Storming in Grimrill Depot when you're on the train and you can't go anywhere. You can't move the mobs out of the sanguine it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting yeah that's the that's one of the big things right because um when you look at the history of mythic plus i mean i think it's fair to say that operation mechagon and tazavesh are the only two that were designed with the ideal of mythic plus even being a thing um all right i think mythic plus came along in legion i didn't do it back then but i think that was when it was birthed yeah um, yep I mean, I know they had some hard mode stuff out there or whatnot, you know, some challenge mode, I think is what they called it. But, you know, trying to take a, take it, it's going to be very interesting to see how do they take a, an instance like the Grimrail Depot, like you said, bring that in to this Mythic Plus environment. You know, is the, what can they do with the affixes to try, to try to create some kind of reasonable balance? Um, because, you know, you certainly don't want to give the players the experience where they go into Grimrail. Like, if you brick an instance because of an affix, I mean, I don't know. I mean, today's example would probably be you get Mists of Tyrna Scythe with the uh, with the, the, the affix that has the, the ghosts pop up. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, uh, but basically, you know, you have the ads. And so that dungeon becomes extra punishing that week because you can't progress the maze while yep. you're waiting on the ads. And so, you know, they've already sort of done some of this before. Um, so there is that part of me that's kind of got the... <laughs> concern of they're just going to say well some of these are just going to have terrible weeks and you're just going to have to deal with it um but i guess the flip side of this is i i love the concept and this has so much potential because they could go back and honestly i don't know if there's there's a whole lot of dungeons they couldn't do a degree of this with and bring them back as relevant content um some of it would be very nostalgic for people and whatnot and so i really big big fingers crossed for their ability to do that but i have the i definitely share your fear um about how some how real punishing some of these things are going to be they, they really are i mean and so spiteful as you were referencing of the ghosties you got sanguine you have explosive you have quaking i mean can you can you imagine trying to figure out how we're gonna spread out in these tight corridors uh grim rail depot we got quaking Oh my goodness, this is a nightmare. And there's a lot of ads in there. So, I mean, we're talking about a lot of explosives. Uh, so hopefully they, they tune that so it's not too punishing, but still challenging. Yeah, exactly. Of course, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned explosive. I, my, my brain immediately, immediately went to, uh, I wonder if we can get some creative LOS opportunities. <laughs> well, that's, you know what? There There is a lot of those boxes in Grimrill Depot that, do create that line of sight thing so that might be something where we'll be having to drag those uh, mobs back behind those boxes that are stacked up to create that line of sight for the for the explosives so yeah there's definitely a lot of unique things we'll be able to try out so the uh the seasonal affix is called shrouded and uh so what you got to do there's going to be some dreadlords uh, located in these dungeons, and you have to kill the um, these dreadlords. Once you kill the dreadlords, you can then get a um, what they call a bounty, and there's four versions of the bounty. 
there is a critical strike at two percent per stack. So that's if there there if there's multiple um, dreadlords within this dungeon. Let's just say there's four dreadlords. Then you can get a critical strike up to eight. Um, that's just I'm just using that uh, as a reference, but uh, haste uh, two percent per stack. Versatility, they did originally lease it, release it on beta at two percent, but they nerfed it down to one percent per stack because the versatility is so strong. And then mastery is a little weird. Uh, I don't know if this number was picked in particular, but uh, it's a flat sixty-nine mastery per stack. It's not a percentage, but it's a total amount. So you can get a total of 69 per stack. I think that's a little weird. Um, maybe they figured out that's the average of a percentile. But, I don't know. It seems really weird. They've always had some weird... I feel like I've seen this on a couple of different things, a couple of different items before, like trinkets that would proc things and such, where I've seen them do this behavior where they, they don't apply... Uh, and I think maybe that might have to do with some, I know some masteries, uh, the way that they interact with the character, you know, to say, well, it gives you 1% more mastery might not really well translate to the actual mechanic. And I think a lot of them are tuned uh, directly, like 69 mastery isn't necessarily going to be an extra 3% or whatnot. So I kind of get the why, but it, it it is sort of a, it's weird how they pick these arbitrary numbers of, well, okay, I guess 69 Mastery is about worth, you know, 2% haste. <laughs> yeah, and you and I talk all the time about how there's a lot of inconsistencies that Blizzard does, and this is this is just another one of those inconsistencies that they're not using a percentile uh, that's the same as the others. That just kind of makes me think, why? Like, just, just do it 2%. Yeah, Mastery's always been a weird thing anyway. I mean... You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where every time you jump on a character moving between specs, one of the things you have to do is to go look at your mastery just to understand what on earth did they do with it on yeah. this character, right? I mean, I know there's a lot of things we have to do with that anyway, but it's it's one of those stats that's tied into a mechanic that you have to, you know, it, you have to understand it on the character that way. It does feel a little, I don't know. It, I, I guess I would have said it's a little long in the tooth. We already, we have so many systems in the game, uh, that's one of those I almost honestly would have felt fine if they just went and peeled that one back and maybe found another road to go or something. But yeah, I mean, uh, it impacts every every class and everything differently to the point where okay, let's look at druids, right? Um, <clears throat> mastery for a restoration druid increases the healing effect, so the it'll become a stronger. The more mastery you have, the stronger the heals. Um, and their mastery ability. Well, basically, any hot that's on a, a uh, friendly target that's ticking and healing them will increase your mastery. So the more hots you have out, the higher your mastery is going to go up. So uh, that's, you know, and then you go to a guardian druid. Well, mastery helps with increasing your, your health, right? Well, it's, it's actually a combination, right? You're getting health. Uh, I believe it affects uh, healing received, and I think it's also there's also an attack power component to it, right? So that's kind of a lot to take in. Okay, yeah. so my, my health pool, uh, you know, HPS improvement, and then there's also the, the damage and threat component. And the thing I guess you could say feels good is it's like, oh, well, you do mastery, you get a little bit of everything. Like, we have versatility sitting right there. 
Yeah, which is strong, <laughs> which is arguably stronger because it does the same. Th- I mean, you it cross from every class and spec. It increases damage out and healing in, so it doesn't matter what class you pick or anything. Versatility is still going to be super strong because it's just a flat damage increase. It's a flat healing increase. So, yeah, and you know what? And pushing keys. You want that damage reduction, so that is the reason why they nerfed versatility. But I think it's still going to be one of the strongest ones to get. I agree. I think I'll be take. I mean, of course, I tank all the time. So you know, every time we see versatility, we you know, uh, of course, uh, in this case, like uh, you know, when I'm on my monk tank, uh, the crit would be the thing that would would compete, right? Because today, you know, if I had a trinket that would give me say two percent. Or so let's say my trinket would give me twenty percent crit, or I get another trinket that give me ten percent versatility. I would take the twenty percent crit probably, uh, just because the way the stats ultimately work, uh, you know, it's that fifty percent is just too much to. It, it's too much of a boost, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Um, see how that's yeah. going to play out, and uh, I do like though that. That this is if they're moving back to the ideal of let's let's get the power as we get through the dungeon a little bit. I think there's been the, the current affix is neat, but man, it, it's one of those things where I feel like as you progress through seasons, you want the mythic affixes to feel better and better. And it's like to me, these the encrypted affix took a step back because I I get all I used to get all this power from all these things, and I kept the power until I got done with the dungeon, and instead. It's like, okay, I can create a short window of an effect um, and it's gone and you kind of lose that feel. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess it would have been a perfect world. You could have switched them, <laughs> right? We would have done this affix before and we would have had the lieutenant type of affix. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see us going back to something like that, even if it is a little bit simplified. Yeah, yeah. For me, I like simple and this really, you know, giving beneficial secondary stats and and each class can pick what's going to be most valuable for them i think is, is a good thing and that makes me really look forward to season four is being able to do karazhan i haven't had an opportunity to run a lot of karazhan and now i will so i'm excited for that um you know taz Avesh has really grown on me so i look forward to those um you know and warlords has always been fun i'm not too sure about how Grimrail Depot is going to work, but uh, Iron Docks has always been a fun one. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's the uh, Apex Shrouded. You get your 2% crit, 2% haste, versatility 1%, and 69 mastery to choose from. So, yeah, I, I look forward to that. Um, there was another interesting thing that was announced that uh, I, I don't know. I think it was June 30th is when it was announced about patch 9.2.7 and this was a little confusing um because i originally i wasn't sure if there was going to be a patch released with season four and honestly they haven't really announced anything but they did announce that uh 9.2.7 is going to be a next patch sometime uh and a lot of people are speculating that it's going to be at the beginning of season four what that patch will bring is going to be some changes and updates to the auction house. They are going to be having 
Um, commodities uh, such as gems, herbs, flask, and consumables, which consumables kind of opens it up for a whole lot of different things. Uh, Region-wide and items such as armor and weapons will still be realm-specific. So, uh, good news for all you people who work the auction house to get gold. And this will help even things out on some smaller servers. And that's a good thing. So, I think overall this is a good change to the auction house. I really hope that they actually go region-wide on everything eventually. But I think this is uh, another positive step in the direction of breaking barriers down for those people who are on those lower population servers who get impacted by the prices at the auction house due to, you know, um, supply and demand. So this is good. Uh, another good positive change is there's going to be a new trade chat channel for advertisements uh, of services. So people who are wanting to list those Mythic Plus 15 carries can now advertise their listing in a special chat channel that's uh, advertisement of services. And that's where they'll have to keep those two and people who don't want to see that stuff can go in and turn it off in game. So that's probably what I'll do because I pretty much have most of my other chat channels outside of party, raid, instance, and guild removed so I don't have to see all that stuff. Um, so this will be a nice little change. Yeah, it's, I've, I've heard uh, heard some speculation around the idea of, well, you know, if they do this, it's going to kind of kill the trade channel or whatnot. And all I can think about is, well, right now the biggest thing killing that trade channel is the flooding, right? I mean, it's so... The volume is so ridiculous. Um, you know, I said, I was one of those people back in the old days. I loved advertising my enchanting services, right? I did that in trade all the time. Uh, right. Now, that was back before we could, you know, stick them on a, on a, uh, whatever it is, a vellum or whatever the thing's called. Uh, right. You know, for me to give you, you know, store the enchant. But um, uh, definitely a welcome change. Uh, it's going to be, <laughs> going to be nice. Uh, to be able to just maybe leave trade chat up. Now, to be fair, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of people are perfectly willing to wreck channels, whether there's, you know, there, there'll be something else that'll be, you know, that we'll have to deal with, I'm sure. But I think it gives the trade channel a fighting chance to be what it's supposed to be again. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to solve the issue of people spamming uh, their intent to sell runs, but. I think this will definitely help. It gives us an excuse to be click on them and report them for advertising in the wrong channel, which I think is always good because that's one of the things I do every time I get on World of Warcraft. I go and check out who is advertising in the, where the Mythic Pluses uh, stuff are uh, because I don't want to see that stuff. It's not supposed to be advertised uh, in there. It's supposed to be advertised in trade chat only, and that's you know where it should be. All right. Um, a lot of cool changes coming. Some of it really is unknown. Uh, we know some of it, but we just don't have dates. So overall, very exciting for the World of Warcraft and um, us players who play it. I will say that uh, for those who are looking to come back to World of Warcraft, 
Dragonflight is shaping up to be really great. Uh, I will just kind of leave it at that. We'll probably do a more deep dive into Dragonflight as we get closer and more information comes out because they are still tuning alpha and it is still an alpha testing. So um, I think that's it for me, Liddell. Do you have anything else? No, no, I think we nice overview of things and uh, just looking forward to, you know, doing some, uh, some deep dives that we've kind of got uh, been talking about planning for a while. So, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, hopefully we get some good episodes out. Uh, we'll apologize to the community for, you know, us being a little bit, uh, uh, behind on getting something out but uh you know both of us have had a lot going on uh, both in and out of game and you know sometimes real life has to win but uh you know it's glad to be uh glad to be putting another uh put another episode out there it's exciting absolutely and thank you listeners and for now thank you for joining druids of azeroth episode 14 this is vate from the druid i wanted to take a quick second to interject and correct myself this is actually episode 15 so thank you for listening here we go we will see you next time uh those who are looking to find us out on the socials you can find myself at Devin allen green i'll spell it all out d-e-v-i-n-a-l-l-e-n-g-r-e-e-n and twitter and liddell where can the folk find folks out there find you? Now you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Lodell the Bear. All right. That's it for us. Thank you and have a great day. Bye bye. Bye now. <laughs>